You're listening to another episode of Savvy Citizen. This is Janet Schaefer, your co-host. And on this episode, we're speaking with Tansy Wallace, who is second cousin of Marshall Cabanus, a Gaston County native who was one of the famous Tuskegee Airmen. This episode comes as a follow-up to our High Flying Experience episode with Doc Guthrie. Savvy Citizen now has a live music series? Check out the monthly episodes of Savvy Sounds, where we bring you original music and interviews with musicians from in and around Gaston County. View it on demand on the Gaston County Government YouTube page. Just search for the Savvy Sounds playlist. Welcome back to another edition of the Savvy Citizen podcast. I am Dandrea Bradley, and with me today, my lovely co-host for today, Miss Janet Schaefer, who, who we haven't heard from in a while, so we're it's very been, excited to have her back. It's been budget season, okay? <laughs> it has been budget season, and we are having... Um, a great conversation today, you guys. We have Miss Tansy Wallace with us today. And if you recall, last month we were having a discussion with Miss Doc Guthrie about Mr. Marshall Cabinets and the Tuskegee Airmen exhibit that was coming through. Well, Miss Wallace is a relative of Mr. Cabinets, and she is going to tell us a little bit about him because obviously he was more than just a Tuskegee yeah. Airman. Yes. yes. <laughs> so welcome, Miss Wallace. Thank to the you. Show. Thank you very much. I'm excited to be here and have the opportunity to share. Well, we about are our ex- family. Yes, we are excited <laughs> to have you. Okay, so tell us how you are related to Mr. Cabanus. Okay, my grandfather and Marshall Cabanus Sr. were first cousins. Oh, wow. Okay. And they grew up together. The history really started in Cleveland County. Okay. Yes. Um, Marshall's father, whose name is Samuel, was one of 13 children that grew up on 72 acres of property in northern part of Shelby or Cleveland County. Mm-hmm. And they did not want to stay on the farm. So they had a great diaspora, 13 of them. They all went to different places, but uh, Marshall's dad kind of stayed around. He just came one county over. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> that makes sense. Yes. He came to Marshall's father, who is named Samuel. Mm-hmm. came to Gastonia, and he started a business. He was self-employed. He was an entrepreneur. Okay. Mm-hmm. So now as far as the other family members, where did they end up? Did they stay in North Carolina, or did mm-hmm. they go north? Did they go south? They During that time, you know, that was the Great Migration mm-hmm. up to the north, um, especially for black families. And so um, they went to Philadelphia, New York, Washington, D.C., wow. all straight north. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And some stayed in Shelby. Mm-hmm. My grandfather and his, his father, um, they stayed in Shelby, stayed in, in Cleveland County. And there were a couple of sisters that stayed in Cleveland County. But uh, the majority of them wanted to get off of the farm and move, to the move north. Yes. <laughs> so Samuel Cabanis, who is Marshall Cabanis's father, just moved to Gastonia and raised his family here. So just from the history that we've seen and based on our conversations with Miss Guthrie. So um, Mr. Cabanis, Marshall Cabanis graduated from Highland High School. That's correct. 
Okay. Now tell us a little bit about his time in Gastonia prior to to heading off to college and all that good stuff. Well, I heard he was a great student. And I'm getting what I'm sharing with you is what has been passed down to me from family members. I'm grabbing little bits and pieces. We the Cabinets family, the way we kept the story going is we had family reunions. It was very important, especially in black families, to keep that connection Mm -hmm. and and to continue to tell the story. And so we would learn bits and pieces about Marshall. And as a matter of fact, his son, who is now deceased, Marshall Jr., um, would come to the family reunions and talk about his dad and talk about the connection with um, the Tuskegee Institute which was founded by Booker T. Washington. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure Miss Guthrie told you that uh, Marshall married Booker T. Washington's granddaughter. Yes. I did not know that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, that is amazing I mean, to I, me. you're talking about connections. And so. Wow. <laughs> but uh, I heard he was an excellent student. And uh, he, he, when he graduated, he went to school at Morehouse, which was an all-male school mm-hmm. in Atlanta, Georgia. He graduated with great honors. And uh, I think he was like Val Victorian. Oh, wow. And okay. uh, he was a business major, economics major. And so when the opportunity came to become a part of the Tuskegee Airmen Experiment in Alabama, he volunteered. He took it. He took it. And he got his uh, pilot's license. And from what I understand, he was the first black pilot to have a license in Gaston County. Wow. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting you say that because Janet and I, we are originally from Gaston County, born and raised. <laughs> and when we had our conversation with Miss Guthrie, it was the first time I'd have ever even heard of Marshall Cabinets. And it, it's and I feel like it's so important that it's not enough to know, you know, American history or U.S. history, mm-hmm. but also state and local history. Exactly. Too, exactly. Because that that's amazing. And right. I never knew up until a few weeks ago. It's sort of it's a sweet and sour thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we kept it alive. But um as I shared in one of the interviews, I shared that I think there was so much going on in our nation that kind of pushed that history back. You had the Vietnam War. Mm-hmm. You had the Civil Rights Movement. You had all these different things that was just focusing on what was going on then. Everybody was revolutionizing and really forgetting about it and right. didn't talk much about it. But I think... um our country right now is at a precipice, and they want to see and want to hear of some heroes. Right. They want to hear good news. Absolutely. And they want to have some type of identity to reach back to. And, and you know, it's really beautiful to hear both of you say that we did not know this. Now you do, and yeah. you can share it with your children and with your families. Right. Um, and now he has a day, right? A day yes. to commemorate. Yes, he does. So we won't forget. Yes. Right. Uh, April right. 22nd. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Marshall Cabinet's yes. day. Isn't that something? <laughs> yeah. I, 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 that's exciting. Kind of solidifies it's, it's time. in history. Yeah. It's time. So when it's you time. said a lot of the history you learned at family reunions, was this like more of a verbal history or did do you have like a lot of documents in your house growing up or what did that look like? Just stories. 
just stories. And um, I would ask my uncle, uh, my grandfather's son, I said, well, what? Tell me more about it. And he would send me stuff. And he's not, he's a real quiet person. Yeah, I see you've uh, got a thick yeah. folder over there full of knowledge <laughs> and information. And, you know, they shared with me a lot of uh Tidbits. They say, Tansy, when you talk, tell him this, tell him that. <laughs> and so, you well, know. we want to know. So. Yes. He, he was like right here. It says, Marshall, known affectionately as Mike. They called him Mike. How was did you get Val- Mike out of Marshall? I have no idea. That's so and then his son's name is Butch. We called him Butch. Okay. <laughs> but he... um he he was a Val Victorian of Highland High School, class mm-hmm. of 1935. Wow. Now, what was happening in 1935? The Great Depression. Uh-huh. Yes. And these these men and women, these were survivors, as I shared in mm-hmm. other um, interviews. They were survivors. Right. And they knew how to, how to stand in, in hard times. And uh, he was, and was, he was chosen best all-around student at Highland High School. Then he attended Morehouse College, as I mentioned, in Atlanta, Georgia, and he graduated with honors in 1939, earning his degree in economics and business and administration. So literally just before the start of World War II. Yes. Yes. And he earned his wings as a Tuskegee Airman uh, during World War II, and he served with distinction in the uh, Black 332nd Fighter Group in the European Theater. Of operation. That's amazing. This is exciting yeah. for me too because I went to Highland Tech, which was formerly Highland High mm-hmm. School. So did so did our producer over here. But. I went to Highland when it was still Highland Junior High. <laughs> wow. So, yes. And another local history is that he was a uh, very dedicated member of St. Paul Baptist Church here in Gaston County, mm-hmm. which is over. Pearl, she took me on a tour of the whole neighborhood where the teachers and the preachers and all, that was a neighborhood that's predominantly black. And that's where he grew up. And um, it says here, he was a historian. He loved music, a profound thinker and teacher. So just, he's a jack Mm -hmm. of all trades. He's a a renaissance man, I guess you would say. Mm -hmm. So a degree in economics, but Mm -hmm. a, a fighter pilot and a music lover. Yeah. He's fascinating. Well, education was very, very important. They saw education as the road to freedom. Yes. Someone said, if you want to keep something from someone, put it in a book. That is so true. Yeah. <laughs> and so he must have opened many books. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Because education was uh, very, very important. Speaking of education, going back to the farm, the 72 acres. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marshall Cabanis's father, Samuel's father, who is my great great grandfather. Okay, mm-hmm. his name is Vance Cabanis. He started his own school for his children in Cleveland County. In Cleveland County, oh, cool. It's called Cabanis School. Wow, is and it's it... still up. It's still, oh, I was it's ask, still is there. It still it's up there? on two twenty six, up going north of uh, Shelby, is that going, going towards... toward Polkville. Yes, yes. yes. And there's a road up there called Cabinets Road. And so Marshall's um, grandfather started a school for his 13 children. Oh, my gosh. That is so That's cool. homeschool uh, par excellence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. And yes. it, it makes sense. So what I understand about the Tuskegee Airmen is that they were some of the most educated, most well-rounded, yes. most like, you know, you put a 
because mm-hmm. of sc- discrimination, because of mm-hmm. a lot of things, they were, you put a, di- what is it? What's the saying about a diamond? A diamond is made under pressure. Made yes. under pressure. So all these people mm-hmm. were like elite. Yes, they were. Pure elite. All yeah. college graduates. Mm-hmm. And, I don't and that know. doesn't mm-hmm. surprise me mm-hmm. because education, even today, um, it's so important in a lot of black families because, yes. you know, so many remember a time when, when you know, black people, African-Americans could not be educated. Right. And so even in my family, um, we, we stress the importance of education and how education can open so many doors um, to, to different types of opportunities. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, it, it, it did. It was that important. And there were people who did contribute. There were um, white citizens that did contribute, like Morehouse. Um, I believe that uh, there was some very wealthy people that contributed to helping um, establish that institution. Um, but Morehouse was like the Ivy League for men, uh, black men wow. of the South. And, That's amazing. Um, yeah. So after, you know, training to become a Tuskegee Airman and going to World War II. Um, he comes back here, and then what happens? How does Where does his story go? Well, he moved to Philadelphia, and he, he, was, he was in insurance when he was in um, Alabama. Mm-hmm. After he finished there, he lived in Alabama. He was uh, an insurance agent. And then um, he moved back to um, he transitioned from there and moved up to Philadelphia because he had family up there. Oh, right. And so he lived up there for a little bit and insurance and decided to come home. And because his father and mother were still living, you know, they were still living. He came back to the home. Uh, I forget the name. It's over, It's near here. Not mm-hmm. too far from here where he lives. Okay. And um, and so he um, he settled here and um became very, very, very actively involved in St. Paul Baptist Church and was a pillar in the community from what I hear. And he was very well respected amongst uh, many people. Uh, When I went to the um, event on the 22nd at Tabernacle Baptist Church, many people approached me and said, I grew up with him and we knew them. And they told me, you know, a lot of different stories about them. And it was, you could tell how proud they were to be associated with that family. Right. Um, I don't know if you all saw that movie, Tuskegee Airmen, with uh, Lawrence Fisher, Lawrence Fishburne. No, my coworker just told me about it. Oh, you have have to see that, you know, you know, Hollywood takes, you know, yeah, they glamorize a bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but there's one part in that movie, I think, and I'm going back to the way people felt um, when they came up to me and, and, and just shared how their, their their relationship was with Marshall. There's a part in the movie where um, there was a chain gang mm-hmm. uh, on the road and they were most of them were black men on the chain gang. And the planes were having some mechanical difficulty and they were flying. So they landed in this field. <laughs> and um, so the people, the guards were thinking, oh, there's our, uh, our men, you know. But these are the Tuskegee Airmen. And um, as they landed, you know, they had on their goggles and their hats and all. And um, as they came towards the um, the the officers who were overseeing the men who on the chain gang, mm-hmm. they took the hoods off and they saw they were all black men. <laughs> 
And they said, oh, my goodness, they're black. And then the, the chain gang people said, oh, and they were so proud. They were so proud, even though in the lowest time in their lives, they saw men who rise, rose above it. And it made them so proud to see that there were men like them mm-hmm. that made those accomplishments. How big was that unit, this Tuskegee Airmen unit? Well, they said it was between 900 and 1,000 that came through the program. Okay. Mm-hmm. Not many of them died. Some did um, lose their lives mm-hmm. on certain missions, but they said they never lost a bomber. Wow. Yeah, he was in the first class, mm-hmm. the original class that mm-hmm. started mm-hmm. the Tuskegee Airmen. Yes. I remember Miss Guthrie saying that. But that's awesome. So... You know, I want to go back to what you said about, you know, the movie where Mm -hmm. the guys on the chain gang saw them. And that's just another example of how representation really does matter. It does. You're right. You're right about that. Because, you know, I think about those children who are, you know, growing up now, going to school now, you know, who may be dreaming of becoming a pilot or Mm -hmm. an astronaut Mm -hmm. or, you know, owning their own business or something. And to have someone like Marshall Cabinets to look up to and to say, you know, if he could do it, I can, too. You know what I'm yes. saying? I think that's awesome. It was exciting to see the young people go through the exhibit mm-hmm. and see that. And can you imagine being a nine and ten year old and you just have this this awe, this you know awe come over come over you? And I remember being a child like that, and I just you know everybody was a. a, a celebrity. (laughs) I think a lot of times, too, it's easy to lose context when it's somebody on a national level. But Mm -hmm. when you have a local hero and Mm -hmm. you can put it in context of your own life, that's just even more, has even more impact. Absolutely. I think Gastonia should take another step forward and have, I don't know if it would be in a veterans uh, area, but they need to have a Tuskegee airplane somewhere with Marshall cabinets next to it. That would be really cool. A a monument, you know, not only, you know, when you do that, uh, kids can come and take pictures and and then there could be other pilots that can take kids out on the airplane or do, you know, have have a different variety of type of activities centered around April 22nd. Absolutely. That's true because the planes are kind of their own, have their own significance too. They're the red Red tails. tails. Yeah, the red tails. So seeing those adds even more context to that. Yeah. But I think, you know, when you have people, when they see something visual, it, they, they, it's a point of contact. And I think it would be, I don't know how Gastonia can go about doing that, but that would be awesome if they can have a replica of the plane. Yeah, that would be so And cool. Marshall Cabin is standing next to it, a replica of him. I love I love mm-hmm. things like that because mm-hmm. it's one thing to read about it. Yes. You know, it's another thing, totally different thing to mm-hmm. actually see it mm-hmm. and have that experience. Yes. And it can be part of a trail of history throughout North Carolina. You know, people can come and visit. Absolutely. Um, I also serve on as a commissioner on the North Carolina African-American Heritage Commission, and we do landmarks historical landmarks okay and um it would be wonderful uh for someone to look into doing landmarks for him 
historically that, you know, he graduated from Highland High School. Yeah, I was going to say, this sounds like a good call out to Highland mm-hmm. Tech to mm-hmm. commemorate mm-hmm. one of their former students. Former yeah. students, yes. Yeah. And put something up in the school about them. Yeah. That would be awesome. Because mm-hmm. I don't remember seeing anything like that. I mean, that's been a long time ago. Yes. But I, I don't remember seeing anything mm-hmm. like that at Highland when I was there. Just imagine if you would have known about that back when mm-hmm. you were a student, how you would have carried that on. You you excited. You say, oh, I'm from Gastonia. And this is who's from Gastonia. You would have been proud right. to share exactly. that information because it's it's local, like you said, and makes you feel proud that you know that a native son. And I will say this, too, going to Highland Tech instead of Highland High School there was kind of a disconnect from the Highland um, Highland High School history okay. because it was such a new school. You mm-hmm. know, I didn't, you didn't feel like you were a part of any history, whereas my brothers went to, you know, they went to North Gaston and they had some history mm-hmm. in North Gaston, you know. So it would be a good way to bridge the the past with the current. I yeah, think. yeah, absolutely. That sounds good. Yeah. I know Miss Guthrie is doing a curriculum also. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Now, is this curriculum specifically about uh, Marshall Cabinets? It's including him. It's it's about the Tuskegee Airmen, but it's going to focus on Marshall, you know, showing that he is a a native son. Yeah, that is awesome. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. is there anything else you want to share with us about Marshall Cabinets that maybe we didn't ask about? Well, for his day, he sure was a handsome fella. Oh, yes. yes. (laughs) I I also noticed that. (laughs) Yeah. He was quite the gentleman, yes. I tell you. Um, I think we can all agree here. Actually, I think this might be the first time we've had an all-women panel on the podcast. With no, is it? I'm not sure. Maybe. maybe. Anyway, we, anyway, we can all agree with that. <laughs> yes, he, he, those men took pride in how they looked yes. and how they dressed. Just I remember and the I'm uniform a, definitely. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, I'm a I'm a daughter of a veteran and I'm a veteran myself. Oh. And um I it was always so I was so proud to see my dad, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, starched everything was starched, the cre the creases in the pants and all that. It, it okay, so of, there is family history of, of uh being in the military. Service. Yeah, military and, service. Yeah, thank mm-hmm. you for yeah, your thank service. You. I went Air Force. Oh you did? <laughs> yes. That's oh. awesome. Yes, Air now, Force. now did you follow in Marshall's footsteps? Were you a pilot? No, I just took a picture next to a plane. <laughs> <laughs> that counts. I, I did fly a couple of times and I said, I don't know about yeah. this. It it's it's quite uh it's it's challenging, and I can imagine because I I did some um, uh, what we call advanced training um, in Texas when I was in ROTC. I went through the ROTC program at North Carolina A and T. Okay, and um, I remember going through the, the advanced training program, and they took us up in that plane, and they oh they twirled me around, they spun me around, did these nose oh. dives and all that stuff. I'm like, and I had to get prepared, put the helmet on, and all the, the, the negative gravity and all that. I'm like, I can only imagine what they all went through. Especially right. knowing they didn't have that training. as much technology as we have now right. or as you had when you went through it probably. like it's probably It was probably like 10 times harder than too. Yes. Yeah. I can only yes. imagine. It, 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 it advanced since then. Yes. But just getting prepared to get up there in the plane and experiencing all the that like I said, the negative gravity and the pressure and the, putting that all that get ups on my face wow. and on my I'm like, like just imagine <laughs> the skill level it would have taken mm-hmm. um, the Tuskegee Airmen to learn 
the different maneuvers and things back yes. then in the in the forties. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like I I think about that. Like I'm hearing you talk about the plane that you were in, knowing mm-hmm. that it had like probably radar equipment yeah. and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. And then theirs is just like dials. Also, <laughs> yes, I have. I read something that was saying a lot of because they were a lot of times denied access into the military. Um, they gave them really, really ten, like intense um, qualifications to the point mm-hmm. that some had to buy their own plane and teach themselves mm-hmm. to be a pilot. Yeah, that way, mm-hmm. and survived to right be a Tuskegee stressful. Airman. It was stressful, and see, that's that's why I think we need to really encourage our generation today that. You have to understand what it takes to stand. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's not it's not easy. Um, I am sitting under the shadows of many in my family, and I'm reaping the benefits because they made it easy for me. When I went to the Air Force, it really wasn't it wasn't easy, but I'm sure it wasn't. I'm sure it was easier than what he went through. Absolutely. Um, and then you know there were women too during that time that yeah. went into the Air Corps. There were women uh, that were were part of the support system during that time. But, um, you know, I guess finally I would say that Marshall quietly endured, I'm sure. He didn't complain. I, I heard family say he didn't complain. He never complained. He never felt like a victim. Right. And, uh, you know, many men during World War II came home scarred. And we called it back then, we called, they were shell-shocked. Mm-hmm. But now we have a term today, it's called post-traumatic stress right. yes. disorder. And some of them did have to deal with that and carry their own, their own burden to their graves. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know, because they were a different caliber of men because those were the men you didn't show emotion. You didn't show oh, no. certain, yeah. You had to be strong. And so um, I thank God for that, for them, that they for they their standing during a time like that and not giving any of us any excuses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. So true. I'm not a fan of uh, participation awards. <laughs> I, I am. You know, I think I we sport our kid, a generation yeah. of kids. I, they just think they don't have to earn anything. I I have to agree because even in my day, and I'm I'm not you know that old, but we earned our awards. You right. know, we worked hard to earn our awards. Exactly. And you know, I think it having to earn it teaches you, like you said, to stand. To teaches stand. it it forces you to dig deep to find a exactly. strength you didn't know you had. Exactly, and it makes you be become more competitive. Right. So, okay. I'm going to do this. <laughs> mm-hmm. If they can do it, I know I can do it. Yes. But that I would leave with that, that um, we're standing under the shadows of of some very stellar, brave men and women of valor during that time. And I'm so glad that Gastonia has recognized this and hopefully, as I shared, can do more things on, in the years to come to bring it to the consciousness of this generation. Absolutely. Very well said.
Yeah, I'm looking forward to see what happens on the next Marshall I know. Day. Yeah. Yes. I hope I've uh, made some little tidbits of suggestions. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Miss Tansy Wallace, thank you so much for sitting down with us and just sharing this this history, this story of Mr. Marshall Cabanis. It's fascinating. It makes you want to dig a little deeper. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's for sure. Yes. Yes, it does. It Absolutely. does. It's, it's my pleasure, and it certainly is an honor. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Want to know what's coming up in the month ahead? Check out our Looking Ahead videos, produced each month in both English and in Spanish. We feature key dates, events you'll want to mark your calendars for, and so much more. Watch them on demand on the Gaston County Government YouTube page. Find them in the Ion Gaston playlist. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Savvy Citizen Podcast. It's produced by the Gaston County Communications Office with hosts Janet Schaefer, Dan Bradley, Elizabeth McGee, and Adam Gobb. Joshua Braswell serves as executive producer, and Gavin Stewart serves as field reporter and producer. Please like us and share reviews on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, and anywhere you get your podcasts. Coming up next week on the show... Gavin Stewart and Joshua Braswell walk you through downtown Gastonia as we explore its new social district. Join us for a drink, won't you?